Hello and welcome to Triforce Trends, the podcast where I talk about all things Zelda. If you enjoy the content, please support me by subscribing to the show on whichever app you're listening on. And please don't forget to check out the YouTube channel by searching Triforce Trends. Hello everyone and welcome back to the channel. Today I want to talk about one of the key bits that we've been shown in both of the trailers for Breath of the Wild sequel. And while a ton of people were absolutely sure that the arm shown in the original first look trailer of the game would end up playing a big part in the overall story and item progression, I honestly was pretty pessimistic when it came to that idea. And thinking back, I don't know why I was so against the possibility of the arm playing a big part of the game that Meanwhile, a ton of people were speculating over that fact for the two years that we were waiting for a slightly bigger trailer. I completely counted the idea out and decided to look at every other aspect of the game up until that point, though it was on my list for a very long time. I never got around to it, because I was never that out of ideas really. So just imagine my surprise when looking at the newest trailer for Breath of the Wild sequel back in June and seeing a ton of shots in the trailer alluding to the fact that this weird arm thing that was holding Ganondorf down in his sealed form actually might be playing a way bigger role in the next game. We got shots of just the arm in the trailer. Shots where the arm seems to be doing something completely different than in the last game. Shots where the arm is doing some weird stuff with items and not to mention the arm literally reversing time itself. We have some pretty damning evidence that this arm is going to play a huge role in the next game and a role that's been played by tons of other characters in the past, including Midna, Navi, the Sheikah Slate, though it was less of a person and more of an entity, but stay with me. This role is a staple in Zelda games, and it's the companion role. So while one of the questions I want to try and answer in this video is whether or not the arm could serve as a companion to the main character, I also want to explore the arm in general, and how it could actually end up helping Link in the next installment in the Legend of Zelda series. I'm really excited to get into it, so please do subscribe if you like the video and I hope you enjoy. Without further ado, let's get into the bulk of the video. Now first of all, let's talk about the companion side of things because realistically, for years Link has had some sort of companion. This has been true ever since Navi from The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Since then, in the 3D titles, we've been introduced to Tattle, the King of Red Lions, Midna, Theophi, and then most recently, the Sheikah Slate. In the 2D games, companions have been slightly less, but games like Spirit Tracks, Phantom Hourglass, and Minish Cap had some amazing companions, even way back on the DS's and the Game Boy's hardware. Honestly, I think in most cases that it is somewhat necessary that Link has a companion, purely for story purposes. I mean, Link is front and foremost a silent protagonist. He grunts every now and then, and he actually did speak in Skyward Sword whenever he was given the option, though the feature was used extremely minimally and had no impact on the story whatsoever. For me, Link can stick to his roots as a silent protagonist for the rest of his princess-saving existence, and I honestly won't be too offended. But I will say that having some sort of dialogue of Link's objectives and whatever definitely is something that I love in the series. Without the companion's input, I think sometimes most of these games wouldn't have that much of an emotional kick. But with some of them, in particular, companions such as Linebeck, Navi, Fi, and Midna, and really, the King of Red Lions, they serve to give us some of the most emotional moments in the entire series. Sure, they can be a massive pain in the keister at times, and honestly, especially back in the Wii version of Skyward Sword, I straight up did not like Fi in the slightest, but all of that always drifted off to the side, to create some of the most intense and truly sad moments at the end of the games. Plus, it gives you a small amount of insight into what happens after these games, since we very rarely get sequels to them. Companions serve as some of the most emotional parts of these games, and I would hate it if that wasn't the case anymore. That being said, we have sorta of already seen this happening. 
First off, we had the Sheikah Slate. The Sheikah Slate served as a robot, and while yes, Fi also did serve as a robot in a way, the Sheikah Slate was less for being and literally just a mechanical piece of Sheikah tech made purely for the use of the hero. That means that it didn't have to give you any sort of emotion, it existed purely to tell Link, initialization of this section of the map is complete. Now go to the next Sheikah Tower, but while Link didn't have a straight up companion in Breath of the Wild, the spirit of companions definitely lived on, instead giving us genuine tangible evidence of Z-Link actually being a real ship without doing the princess saving trope and implying that they sort of like each other. In Breath of the Wild, Zelda didn't like Link to begin with. He didn't understand her and she didn't understand him. As time went on, they understood each other and eventually cared for each other. Link wasn't just Zelda's knight, Link truly cared, it wasn't just a job anymore. This is not to say that the arm won't be a traditional companion in the next game though. Even if Zelda is somehow a part in the story, and acts as the spirit of a companion, then that does not count out the idea of the arm holding some sort of companion power. Even in Phantom Hourglass, we had two sorts of companions, Limebeck and Ciela. What's to say that this arm can't be a little voice in our heads while Zelda serves as our primary Hylian interaction affair? I mean, come on. If there is even the slightest chance that the arm is something to do with the hero from 10,000 years ago, then there is at least a chance that the hero could also be inside of Link's head, giving him advice on how to find his newfound powers that the hero used all of those years ago, giving him pointers along the way and overall making his journey better thought out. Having an inner dialogue, kind of like Venom in the Marvel movies, would honestly even kick up Link's personality levels in droves. It'd be great to get his opinions on certain things. After all, we were told in the original game that Link doesn't speak down to the amount of pressure that is on his shoulders and the responsibility that is put on him, even before the calamity struck. That means that somewhere in that head of his, there has to be something that's telling him what to think. And slowly developing the character, even if he doesn't outright speak, would just be amazing for the series. You don't have to make Link talk, just give him a reason to be likeable apart from his looks. Plus, I could see this being a step up from the companion system. This hand seems to be going into Link, and if it is in Link, if it's in his soul, then it can probably see his memories and other bits too. So while it's a very odd comparison, a Venom-Eddie Brock-like relationship without eating people's heads could work pretty well in my opinion. In terms of actual abilities, I've decided to sort of sideline it a little bit in this video, but I think it's honestly for a good reason. There's not much in terms of abilities and powers that we can really talk about at the moment. There's a few speculation pieces, but even that teeters on being completely unbelievable. Even for an average speculator such as myself. So far we've seen that this arm grants Link the ability to reverse time. The arm looks like it's been used to attach another item onto it, though I will say that I'm not sure if the arm has spawned this item, so I'll leave that one out for now. Apart from that, there are those speculation pieces I was talking about, one of them being the theory that Link can also turn into the hero from 10,000 years ago, and work inside of the world that the hero used to slay monsters in. There's probably a chance that this arm is also the reason why Link seems to be able to go through solid materials at the end of the trailer. A bit of personal speculation that I want to get out there is, it's public knowledge that Breath of the Wild sequel has been taking inspiration from Red Dead Redemption 2, one of the biggest and debatably best open world games of all time. Now I'm going to spoil a piece of Red Dead Redemption 2 real quick, so skip ahead to whatever time it says on screen if you do not want to be spoiled. Spoilers start in 3, 2, 1. The protagonist in that game, known as Arthur Morgan, contracts tuberculosis. This disease slowly kills him as the game goes on. Now with that in mind, it'd be a great story beat if this arm, while it is making Link way more overpowered, perhaps it's also slowly killing him, and could eventually wither away at his soul. I mean, come on, this brings back all of those Venom and Eddie Brock comparisons. <laughs> Thus turning him into the original hero, with Link not being himself at all, and honestly I love that prospect. 
Now, welcome back, non-spoiler-having viewers. I'm glad to have you back. With all of these ideas on the table and very little time left, I think it's time to leave the rest up to your very, very capable hands. Let me know in the comments what you think that the arm will be used for. Could it be a companion, just an alternative to the slate with no personality? Or do you think it'll be something else altogether? Make sure to let me know in the comments, and I'll make sure to get around to liking and replying to every single comment. Thank you so much for watching this video. If you enjoyed, then please do support me by leaving a like rating and subscribing. The people you can see on screen right now are my Patreon supporters, and they're just perfect people. Look at them. Sumji and Jared Whedon are especially amazing for being my top paying patrons. Just look at the Triforce coloured names and Triforce fun. Thank you so, so much for the support, guys. If you'd like to join them, then you can do for as little as £1 or $1.50 a month. The link to the buy Patreon is in the description, and along with that link is the link to the rest of my media platforms, so please do follow me on them if you'd like to keep in touch with me. Again, thank you so much for watching this video. I hope you enjoyed, but until next week, please do stay safe.